Linux in the house. Shizzle McNizzle. Welcome to Linux in the Howie Yowie 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 Meows. Oh my gosh, you're going to start every episode like that? There hasn't been that many episodes. You know what? Shut up. I can't hear you. Do you know what episode this is? Um, I, uh, it's episode nine. It is. It is episode nine. Do you know when our last episode was? Um, it was January 2nd. 2012. That's over five months ago. It's almost six months ago. What, what has taken so long to put out a new show? What would you Do attribute you know it to? Do you know how much time I have spent doing other things like healing and getting sick and getting sick again and studying and taking important tests and taking my middle school finals? It took you six months to do middle school finals? I had like two months of a broken ankle. It hurt, and I didn't want to do a show. And then I was really sick, and I couldn't. And my voice sounded bad. See, whenever I get sick and my voice sounds weird, I can't do a show because the show is my voice. Oh, that's all you got going for you is your voice, isn't it? Shut up. Well, you know, this just real life got in the way. School, you've been busy with school. Um, Lily was Getting born. Getting lizards and stuff, yeah. Well, there was that little Lily was born, and then I changed jobs, and it's, uh, it's been pretty busy. Yeah, Lily was born. That's not the important thing. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, well, here we are, episode nine. We are two weeks away from Southeast Linux Fest, which I hope that by the next time we do a show, we'll be able to talk about Southeast Linux Fest, so long as everything goes okay financially. Yeah. But, uh, but, 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 anyway. Um, uh, let's, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about, let's talk about your homework, because you're, you're chomping at the bit to talk about your homework. Yeah, what else do we have to talk about, really? Well, your homework was to create a drawing using either Inkscape or Synfig Studio. So, what, what did you choose to do? I chose the one I could actually figure out how to use, which was Inkscape. And what did you think? Um, I thought it was cool. The only thing I could really understand how to use on Inkscape was the um calligraphy tool. So I basically just used the calligraphy tool for it. Because the calligraphy tool has all sorts of different brushes and stuff. I made it in a wallpaper landscape kind of thing, so, yeah. I've seen your notebooks have these kind of roses in them. What? You've made this this kind of rose before, and not on a computer, but you've drawn it, haven't you? Yeah, I've drawn... I've drawn stuff like this in my notebook with my um brush pen, which is pretty much kind of the same lines it does the same kind of lines as a as the calligraphy uh, the calligraphy brush in inkscape so oh you know it's good for it all right yes. so I, I i see how Metals. you did, did you use your tablet to do this 
Yeah. Okay, I see how you you um. Now all the black lines in the rows, those are, those are using a calligraphy brush, correct? Yeah. How did you get the red in there? Um, I I took an inkscape. It's uh, I made a layer underneath it, and I just kind of filled it in where it was. I filled in the red um, underneath where the petals would be, kind of going out of the lines in some places on purpose to make it look, to give it that look that it has. And then on that layer where the red was, I put some of that white to give it some weirdness, I guess. I don't know. I put some of the white in, and that's how you get that effect so you don't, like, so you can have your basic line art first and then add the color in. See, I would never have thought that. I, I would never have thought that that's how that was done. So you're saying that what you're seeing here is the top layer was the actual drawing, and I guess the background of the drawing you consider transparent, and underneath that, in a separate layer under it, you actually drew, or you colored in yeah, red, I actually, yeah, and with I some white streaks. Uh, and then I made, I think, um, I think I put another layer under all that, to do the um the black stuff in the back. And then I put it all on a gray landscape. Huh. Interesting. I I never would have I I didn't I, I didn't think about that. That's a, I, I thought that you might have filled it in in between the lines. No, I, and stuff. I I was I was actually looking for a way out of doing that because I could not figure out how to do that in Inkscape. I couldn't figure out how to fill it in or actually like use a paintbrush or anything. You can't do that in Inkscape, I guess. I don't know. But I couldn't figure out how to do that. So I was like, well, I'll just have to make another layer and use the calligraphy tool again. So that's what I did, and I used the calligraphy tool to color the red, and then I used the calligraphy tool to make the white, and then I added another layer and used the calligraphy tool with a different brush pattern to make the black. The well, that black is... is actually with a jittery, a more jittery brush pattern, which makes it more spaced out. And I actually, I, what I really like about Inkscape is I didn't notice this at first, but I noticed it once I started using the red and the black. That pressure actually just changed the brush and how it looks, like the pressure on the bamboo tablet, which is cool. Well, that is cool. What I would say to you is, um, if you really, Inkscape is is really good, particularly with using Bezier curves, and and that will allow you to do some really precise drawing. Uh, I would say head over to screencasters.org. I think it's screencasters.org. It's HeathenX. I think. Screencasters.org. Oh, come on. It's They have a bunch of Inkscape tutorials over there. Screencasters.heathenx.org is what it is. I'm sorry. If you really yeah. want to learn how to use um, uh-huh. Inkscape. Yeah. And they do have, uh, they have um, GIMP tutorials over there, too. Yeah. I mean, but it's mostly Inkscape, and those are some really good things. You'll learn a lot if you start with episode one. What were you yeah. going to say? 
Uh, I was going to say, I, I I know there's a lot of GIMP tutorials and stuff. I just want to know where to start with that because I already know so many scattered things about it. If I started at square one, it'd be kind of boring. But if I started too far ahead, I'd be like, oh, what's this and what's happening? So I don't know. I'd have to look into the GIMP ones. For the Inkscape ones, yeah, I really do need to look at those tutorials. I get really... um. I just, whenever I have time to do it, I don't think about doing it. Whenever I don't have time to do it, I think about doing it, you know? It's just stuff gets in the way. So maybe this weekend or when I go down to South Carolina after self, I'll look into some of that stuff. I would really recommend you do that, though, because there's some good stuff, and you will learn a lot. Yeah, I probably will. I'll learn a lot and better my... Drawing. If I take, if I had t- uh, taken the time to um, look at some of those tutorials before I tried to do my homework, I probably could have made something a lot better than what I made. But um, yeah, I, it was kind of a last-minute job. Did you try Synfig Studio at all? Oh my god, yes. Oh my gosh, I hate it. I Why? hate it so much. I went online and I went to go try the tutorials. And I try the. T- I'm not sure if I try. I don't think I try the tutorials you recommended or not. But I think you recommended some. I'm not sure. Um, I tried a tutorial and I just didn't understand what was going on. The problem with Signfix Studio is it has so many windows and so many different ways to pull up different windows and and the tools just pretty much get lost in all sorts of different windows and screens and i don't know what window is corresponding to which screen and which screen is the main screen and i don't even know what i'm supposed to draw on it's really confusing and i don't like it i mean if i figured out how to use it i probably have make some really cool stuff but it's just the tutorials i i'm i'd have to look up something special but like the tutorials they don't explain what each window is or how you get to each window. They pretty much just start off with the, you go to this window to get this, and I'm like, where is that window, you know? I, I don't know where to pull it up from. Hmm. I can see that. Um, I have looked at Synfig Studio. I have not done anything in Synfig Studio. Uh, let me bring it up here myself. Oh yes, yeah, Infig Studio. It does the uh the good old GIMP uh multi window type um Yeah, I can see how it's a little confusing for you. It's very uh it's very cluttered. I'm not gonna say it's cluttered. It's if you knew how to use Inkscape a little better I think you would have less of a hard time with Synfig Studio. Probably. I mean, I guess the hardest thing I have with is, like, what are you supposed to draw on? Um, that... It's a good question. I... I... Like... Um, what is drawing? Because I I draw on this checkerboard looking background, which is obviously nothing there. I take this like pencil tool or whatever it is, sketch tool, and I draw something, and there's like nothing there, I guess, because there's no undo button. I I don't understand the tools. If you understood Inkscape a little better, you would understand how to use Synfig Studio. Is what I'm saying. Uh, if you use that draw, there really isn't a. Well, yeah, there is a draw. 
Um, a, a sketch tool, but it's like it's not like it's it's as if like nothing's really there. And well, you no, probably haven't no chosen. Menus. Uh, I'm using it right now, and there's stuff there. It might be because you're not using the right color, but I can draw on it. Like I said, if you understood Inkscape a lot better, you would understand how to use this a but lot I easier. Don't, I don't like it because there's no drop menus or anything. Like with Ink, with GIMP, you've got like tools and drop menu and settings and drop menu, not settings, but files and drop menu and edit and drop menu. But this doesn't have it. It's just got like all pictures. I, I don't, like this one thing has file and this, like, I don't understand how to use it. Well, let me, let me tell you something. I'll tell you what, this is, this is what I suspect will happen with you. Um, GIMP is an image manipulation program. It's not a drawing program. You can draw with GIMP, and you've learned how to draw with GIMP, but that's not what GIMP is for. GIMP is for taking images and manipulating them. Um, Inkscape, Synfig Studio are geared towards creating drawings. And once you learn those few simple tools, the Bezier curves in particular, you will be able to draw ten times better than you would be able to draw on the GIMP. hundred times better, I would say. It's just getting over that initial hump of learning how to use the tools. Because um, what I'm saying to you is... is Learning, knowing how to use Inkscape will make it a heck of a lot easier to use Synfig Studio and vice versa. Because what you're being, what you're coming at in, in this, and it's not so bad, but you're coming at using the pencil or the sketch or the drawing tool, right? And that's, that's, that's fine. You could do that, but you can get a lot a lot more precision in certain things using the Bezier curves. That tool right there. So the beeline tool is what it's called in Synfig. If you learn how to use those, you could do some really, um, really good stuff. Uh, in fact, what I believe a lot of artists do a lot of times you do is you would take one of your drawings, right? You know how you scanned in your drawing? Yeah. And you put it in a GIMP and you colorized it? Huh? What, what you can do in Inkscape or in Synfig Studio, you could do the same thing, but you trace it with, with Bezier curves. And once you have it in there, you can manipulate that image a lot easier and a lot more um, flexibly than you could in the GIMP. What is this thing that you're talking about? Whatever curves, I don't see that. What do you do? You have one of the programs open. I have Inkscape open. All right, I have Synfig Studio open. Hold on, let me uh, let me fire up Inkscape and I'll tell you. Yeah, you do I'll, that. I'll tell you exactly what I'm talking about. It is. It is. Um, if you're looking at the Inkscape window, do you see do you see the arrow in the upper left hand of uh, the toolbars on the left hand side? 
you see the the first one is the arrow if you hover over it it says select and transform objects yeah f1 right beneath that is edit paths and nodes f2 you see that yes okay now, if you go all the way down, go down one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seventh one is the spiral. It looks like a little circular spiral thing. You see that? Yes. I see right below that. that is the draw freehand lines, which is probably the tool that you've used. Yeah. In between that one and the calligraphy is the draw bezier curves and straight lines. What you essentially do with that is if you would click on that and click on your document, you you click once and drag, it creates a line. Uh-huh. If you click a second time... Oh, it makes a curve. What's makes, so hard about well, that? Well, no. Well, if you click a second time after you've made a line, it makes a, it makes a, a, a point, which becomes a vertex. In this line, so then you can make a line extending at any angle after that. But if you were to actually click and hold in from that point, if you click and hold and move right, left, or whatever, move around with your mouse or your button, it creates a curve instead of a straight line. So when you let go, you now have a curve, and then you have that uh, extension again, where if you kept going... You can create another point by clicking. And if you go back to your, any other point in that object or you go back to your first point and click on it, it creates a shape. Once that shape is created, you can go back to that second tool, which is Edit Paths by Nodes, and you can move those dots in there and adjust those, the curve on those points. And if you look at the upper row of the by the file menu at the top, you got uh, you got the file listings, the file menu, and underneath that you have a quick uh, quick toolbar, and then right below that quick toolbar is another one, and you see um, things that you can uh, you can do for editing these curves and uh, uh, nodes and vertices and everything. You can add a node, you can remove it. You can join nodes, you can split them, uh, you can change how the the node comes together to make a corner or to make a smooth or to make a uh, selected node symmetric, uh, auto smooth. There's different tools. You can make them in the curves and different things like that. Once you learn how to do that and create objects with those, those nodes and uh, vertices using Bezier curves, you should get really precise on what you want to do. And what that what that creates then, as opposed to a... When you're creating an image in the GIMP, you're creating a bitmapped image, which is uh, it, it's defined by pixels, essentially. So if you were to create... The images that you create in the GIMP are done by pixels. So if you increase the size of that, all it does is add more pixels to it, and it does it in a smart way, but at some point, you blow it up and it starts to look blocky or it doesn't look right. Same thing when you shrink something down inside the GIMP, it does it by smartly removing pixels. 
All right, so you get distortion in the image when you do these type of transformations in the GIMP because it is an, an a bitmapped image. It's a roster image. You understand what I'm saying to you there? Yeah, sure. <laughs> but Inkscape and Synfig work in vectors. It's all mathematical equations on how things are plotted on the screen. So that when you enlarge an image or shrink it down, it's done by a, a vector or a mathematical um, representation of it. So that it does it and it it scales or transforms almost perfectly. Because instead of being a bunch of pixels placed somewhere, it's a mathematical representation of your image. And you're just changing sizes. You're not actually removing pixels. Yeah, okay. That's not the thing that bothers me, though. No, I, I, I see what you're saying is you don't know how to use the tools yet. But if you take That's the, not the thing that bothers me either. What's the thing that bothers you? I don't know what I'm supposed to draw on. There's no, there's no landscape. Sure, there's a box in the middle of it, but you can draw outside the box. I don't get it. Okay, think of it this way: that box in the center is the is your canvas, right? Yeah. Everything outside of the box of your canvas is scratch paper. So you can actually move things off your canvas and you can move them back. And you can adjust things. But when it comes time to exporting the image or doing something with the image, um, it'll work on just a portion of the image that you might define or it will work on the canvas. The stuff outside of the canvas would be ignored. That's your okay, scratch well then area. How do you... How do you make, like, a background? There's no backgrounds when you export something. When I put it in GIMP, there's no background on whatever I did. I have to make a background in GIMP. I don't know how to make a background. What do you mean by a background? Like, when I did that rose thing, after I did the black in the background, I had to make the gray in GIMP because there was no background. I took it out, and I looked at it, and it was the black and gray tiles in the back. And I was like, well, what the heck? That's not right. I got to make a background now. Well, you would have to put that inside. You would have to draw that into the background if you want to on Inkscape. You'd have to... You, what you could have done is you could have taken a layer, one of your layers, and you could have... So take the layer underneath and make it all gray in the back. You could have just made it all and gray. It just take... Right. Like, you can define, like, if I'm looking at this, uh, uh, oh, I'd have to d dig around in here, but, um, why am I saying, but, um, but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but uh, I'd have to dig around. There's a way to, under document properties, you can define the background color under document properties if you wanted to, or you can create a layer 
uh, and define the layer property right there as to being a solid color in the back and making a background. It's almost the same way that you would have to do it in the GIMP. Now, in the GIMP, um, they have a fill tool, which would make it a lot easier for you to, to do that kind of thing in some respects onto a background. In, in Inkscape, and I believe Synfig Studio might be the same way, there really isn't a fill, fill tool, so to speak, because you, I believe it's just the way that the tools are set up and how, how that this, this works. You're not really doing image manipulation as much as you're doing image creation. And for filling in objects, you actually, instead of using a fill tool, you highlight that object and you go to the object fill and stroke properties. And you can, you can fill it with a solid color. You can fill it with a gradient. Uh, you can really do some fine-tuning stuff on there uh, for well, free. Why can't they have all that mathematical stuff and all the fine detailing stuff, but have it set out in a tool-like format like GIMP for easy access? Uh, that's I have no idea. I have I think that as you dig around into it, you will learn how those tools actually work because it is it's it is readily available to you it's in the lower right hand corner it's called fill and stroke and if you click on those it brings up the the menu for fill and stroke and it allows you to adjust the contents and the colors for the fill and the stroke of that it's just a um it's learning the tools and the terminology for this type of program. Like I said... See, the thing that makes me like, frustrated is the way I see it, it, e e it, either, it, uh, it either has to be easy and not quite right or extremely difficult and correct. And I don't understand why it has to be like that. Well, who's saying easy and not quite right? Well, GIMP is an easy thing to learn for me, and you're saying, or it's not the right thing to use. What I'm saying to you is, there you're, you're looking at two different types of programs here. Two, they they serve two different, generally two different purposes. You can the. the GIMP is an image manipulation program. It's not really made for drawing. Inkscape, it's it, for instance, if you wanted to touch up a photo or to, to uh, edit a photo or do some stuff like that, Inks, great, uh, GIMP is great for that. Inkscape is not good for doing that kind of stuff in a photo. And, and the vice versa is you can do that stuff in Inkscape, but it's ten times harder, and it's not really the right tool to do that. Again, with GIMP, GIMP is great at doing manipulation of an image. Like you could take your like the instance of taking your rose into um, from Inkscape and putting it into GIMP and putting a background on it was easy for you. That kind of stuff is easy to do in the GIMP. And you can do that in Inkscape, but maybe it's not really the right tool for doing it in Inkscape. Whereas actually creating that rose and to be able to create that in a way that you could actually define each individual petal 
Inkscape is a tool to do that. You really wouldn't do that in GIMP. That's what I'm saying. You can do that in GIMP, but it it's 10 times harder and longer to do it in GIMP than it would be to do it in Inkscape once you learn Inkscape. I'm not saying well, you can't do it. Go ahead, I'm sorry. What's, what's the point of having to switch back and forth between two completely different programs that take completely different uh, formats where you're going to have to be switching it from uh, whatever uh, Inkscape saves automatically to, to a a JPEG file and into GIMP or back from that JPEG file and then something else for Inkscape or something like that. What's the point of having to go through application and application to do separate things and why can't it just be put into one application, one drawing program? Why does it have to be scattered throughout and made difficult in some and easier in others? Why can't they just take all the aspects that make those things easy and put them in the same program? I'm not saying being easy and having things done easier is better, but I'm saying that when it's simpler to be able to learn and master, why isn't it better? Well, again, we're coming back to GIMP is for bitmap images, for roster images, and Inkscape is for vector-based images. If you're manipulating photos and images, generally you're working on bitmap or roster images. A photo itself would be terrible to have or terribly complex if it was in a vector-based image. A, a picture, a photo, is best as a bitmap or a roster image. Drawings, when you're actually making a drawing in a computer, is best done as a vector graphic. That way you have more precision and more flexibility and more control over the drawing once it's finished. So you're looking for that all-encompassing application. And the way that the way that the uh what am I what's the word I'm looking for? Not genre, but the way that the way that it's gone traditionally has been those two split paths, vector and roster. And they're two different applications. There's some similarity and crossing in between them, but they are two separate types of applications. Well, why can't you have those two applications, the same applications, be able to switch between having a, ve uh, having a, a vector type and a whatever the other one was or whatever you're saying, and having those little slight differences change as you switch it, but keep it in the same simple, easy-to-use format it is with both? Why does it have to be so complex and looking through drop menus and looking at different pages, why can't it be simple and easy to use and right there? I don't know, Paige. You're breaking my heart. I don't know. <laughs> Such a drama queen. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I, well, I think a large part of it is um, when you're dealing with the code to be able to deal with bitmap images as opposed to code to be able to, to deal with vector images, there's uh, there's a lot of complexity in, involved in between the two. To merge them, we create this monstrous program that would probably be 
a lot more kludgy and complex to use compared to having two separate programs to handle this. You can do some of this stuff inside the GIMP by working with paths. You can create paths, Bezier curves inside the GIMP and do some this type of drawing. But what you quickly... I know, I've done it before. What you find out... Yeah, but what you find out, though, is you're better off doing it and learning how to do it in an application like Inkscape because it's more, more flexible, more powerful, and will become a heck of a lot easier to use. Those whatever curves are the first thing I learned to draw with in GIMP. I didn't start using... You must have hit your mute key or something because you just dropped off. We don't hear you. Oh, yeah, I did. The first thing I learned to use in Inkscape was those Bezier curves or whatever. I didn't use anything else I because I didn't have anything to use the pencil tool with. I wasn't going to use my mouse because it's hard to control something like that. And up until I got the bamboo, that's all I used. So for a good, like, I don't know, year, I used those. And I learned how to use those in GIMP. So I'm pretty familiar with how to use them. It's not a hard thing for me. And then I got the bamboo and I started learning how to use the pencil tools and stuff like that, which also weren't hard. They were just brush strokes, you know, basically like a computer canvas and a paintbrush mouse. But then I get to Inkscape and, I mean, if all the tools were laid out for me and I didn't have to go searching through things and trying to find them, it would probably be easy. But why? I just, I'm looking for a reason why it has to be so hard. And I'm not finding one. You might never find a reason. You could probably, if I'm not mistaken, you can... I mean, if you just say, if you just tell me that there is no reason, I'll accept there is no reason. But if there's a reason, I'd like to know it. Uh, now we're getting beyond my, my knowledge as if there is a reason or not or a way to change that. I would have to direct you to the screencasters.org, heathenx.screencasters, screencasters.heathenx.org, or, or the Inkscape website itself, and maybe you can learn some of that stuff. Maybe somebody will comment a reason why it has to be like that. I don't know. Rawr! <sighs> anyway. Well, let me ask you another question on a different topic. Are we done with this topic, or do you want to keep beating it? No, I'm done. I think we've murdered this topic already. Have you been... Dug a ditch and filled it in and put a little tombstone there, said our goodbyes, moved on, gone through the five stages, let's go. All right. Well, have you been keeping up with your updates on your system? Um, I don't... I haven't had any updates. Well, you should... You've had... There has to have been some updates. There's... Nothing appears on my screen. I hate my computer right now. Why do you hate your computer? Ever since you've been in, ever since you tried to install different things like Linux Mint and stuff like that that would, you know, bring me back from my oh my gosh, why did you change my computer? I've hated everything on here. I wanted the I liked the old thing and now I don't like it anymore. I don't like using it. I barely use it, my computer. What do you use instead? Nothing. Wait a second, I see you on your computer all the time. Sure, at night time I'll go on my computer or something. But, you know, I'm usually off with Robin or something because i just kind of trying to avoid my computer. Which I, I, sh- 
I don't like wanting to avoid my computer. But I'm avoiding my computer. Well, okay, let's let's go let's let's take a step back and see how we could get Paige back to liking her computer. What is it that you don't like? I don't like how I don't know, it's hard to explain. I mean just I guess kind of the un, um unsolvable without money problems of the hard to access keyboard because I got to use that huge keyboard that's you know an external connection and I don't have my my keyboard and my computer barely barely works but that's not like something I can solve without some, some extra money you know but my computer itself like the software on it or whatever the Linux Mint I guess it is I don't know I don't like it I don't like how it works I don't like the layout or like stuff. I just it's unappealing to me. Are you talking about the interface? Yeah, I guess. What about the programs? Like you still you still have Firefox and GIMP and everything else, right? Yeah, but the interface makes me not want to use them. I I have a real problem with the files. Files really bug me, like the file systems and stuff. Ever since I've, I, my computer was changed, my files aren't the same anymore, and I don't know how to change them. And some applications don't work on my computer, and my files and my and my stuff gets rejected on applications, and it just makes me want to avoid my computer because all my stuff seems to go to crap. Well, maybe you and I should sit down one of these days in like the next week or so and try out a different desktop for you and see if we can get things looking the way you want it to look. I mean, if I feel like my computer is falling apart. The screen is warped and the keyboard is busted. There's a plastic piece on the side that fell off and now I can see the hinge and it's all rusty and nasty and the screen's dirty and the top's dirty and the back is dirty and it's all scratched up next to the keyboard and keypad is like it spazzes out my it's just ugh, I hate my computer so much. There used to be a time you loved it. I know. And you upgraded it. That Ubuntu upgraded right out into Unity, and you didn't like Unity. I didn't like that. Like, oh my god, we spent like four hours trying to get this upgrade installed and everything, and all this stuff like ready to go, because um, I think I installed it by accident or something like that, because I was just pretty much installing everything that popped up, and oh my gosh, I did not expect it to completely change. And if I had had a choice in the matter, I would have not changed it because I liked how it used to be. One thing that really bo uh, bothers me about this Linux Mint interface is that it only has one window thing. Like, with all the other ones I've ever had, you could switch between different windows with different things in them, like four or five different windows. And this one only has one, and all my stuff is cluttered together on one window of space. Um... Do you have more than one window? You can add more. I don't know how, though. Okay, well, I can show you how to add them. But also, we can try 
We could try XFCE, or you could try KDE. I don't know what those are. Well, how about we'll do this? Um, first off, maybe maybe next month we could look at getting the keyboard replaced. Yeah. Because that's, that's been for a little while here. And that's because something got spilled on it. And it yeah. messed up the keyboard. So I think it's we can hopefully get that keyboard replaced. And then maybe later on down the line we can look at getting the monitor replaced again. That's a touchy one. Those things are so hard to and finicky to mess around with, the, the LCD. But what we yeah, can do... I don't do, even really need it replaced. It just... Ugh. In the whole scheme of things, it just puts the icing on the cake of stuff that's wrong with my computer, you know? Well, let's do this. Let's do this. Since school's winding down for you, and we got some time, how about we'll put you, set you up with XFCE for a week, and we'll see if you like that. If you like that, all right, we can stay with that. Um, if you don't like it, we can try out KDE. Or even if you okay. want to try out KDE, we could try that out too. How's that sound? Okay. We'll do that. In fact, I'll get you set up with that tonight. Okay. That'll be your homework. To to check out KD, uh, XFCE and then maybe, maybe not, check out KDE. And we'll see if I we guess. get you back to liking your computer. All right. All right? Yep. Anything else you want to talk about? I don't know. You're supposed to supply the the show list. I'm just supposed to come in here and be awesome. Come on. Do your part. Jeez. Well, are you looking forward to uh, hopefully going down to Southeast Linux Fest? Hopefully. We're going. I don't understand what this hopefully is. (laughs) Unless something catastrophic happens, we should be going, yes. I'm going either way. I don't care if you come with me. Well... There's a lot of people there that you uh, you probably have spoken to, and a lot of people that'd be very interested in seeing you. So we'll be there. Boy, Charlotte, not too many people I've slandered. Yes. <laughs> you can bring your uh, computer along and show that woefully pitiful thing to everybody, and they can look and shake their head and say, "Poor Paige, what's Laugh wrong with her? It. What's wrong with her? Parents can't get her a decent computer, huh?" can't get me a decent computer. So. It was a decent computer. Ugh. It's still, it, 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 we could bring it back. We could bring it back. We could bring it back. <sighs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't have anything else to say. Would you like to say hi to your friends in Australia? What's hi in their language? Goodbye. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> oh, I forget what my password is to get into the website. Well, I don't know. You probably shouldn't say it. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get into it. All right, 
So let's wrap it up here. We're going to uh, be back sooner than later. Well, probably not for a month because after self, I'm staying self. I'm staying with grandma for a little bit. So. Well, maybe we can record something down there. Who knows? Who knows? But we shall. We shall see. Mm-hmm. 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 Want to sing us out? Um, I don't have anything to sing. Alright. Oh, God, I can't remember what the password is. I gotta... Just hack into it. <laughs> Let me just get it emailed to me. Alright, well, we'll stop it here. Say goodnight, Paige. Goodnight, Paige. Bye-bye. Oh yeah! Linux in the house! Shizzle McNizzle! Daddy has a gun! An idiot, it's not fair. What did, what did you do? Made noises again. I don't like the noises. The noises, they're all in my brain. Um, do you want me to keep talking? Go ahead and sing for a second. Let me see if you overmodulate. Oh, and you said nothing at all. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself. Okay, let's just start the show. Hopefully this will be okay. All right. Are you ready? Yes. We'll wing it. We'll wing it as we sing it. Yeah. All right. Something like that. Alright, here we go. Wait, did uh did you email me that picture that you made? Oh no, I didn't do that. Do you want me to do that really quick? Yeah, go ahead. Alright, hold on one second. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It's hard. Try not to go too loud because you overmodulate when you go too loud. Okay, how's this? Is this good? This volume level? Yeah, about that. Stay like that. That should be good, hopefully. Okay. I'll try not to get too excited. Um. Waiting. Waiting, waiting, waiting. How long does it take you to email something? I am sorry! I got to find it in my file system. Okay? Okay. Oh, that's not the right... Um... Oh, there it is. The JPG... The JPEG, right? That's fine. Okay. Capital letters. Alright, I sent it. Alright, can you um go back to that ulcer mixer window? Yeah. Are you on it? Yeah. Over there where it says uh microphone. The uh-huh. third one. What level is it yep. at? Um one, two, three. It's got six boxes. But what's the number at the bottom say? 
62. All right, can you, uh, is it, uh, okay, can you um, move it so, hit the arrow so that that microphone is highlighted? Yeah, it is. Bring it down a little bit, press the down arrow. How many times? Bring it down to about 50. Okay, it's at 50. Bring it down to 40. It's at 40. Now talk, say something. Something. A couple of things. Um, a couple of things that make the world go round and make everybody happy with their little rainbows and unicorns of happiness and butterflies. Bring it down to 30. It's at 30. Eight. Bring it down a little bit more. 31. Bring it to zero. Zero. Are you at zero now? Yes, I'm at zero. You're at zero? Are you at zero? Yes. Just talk for a little bit. Okay, um, well, I'm all done with my testing, which means I don't have to do any more tests, so that's good. Alright, let's go there. I, I don't... You'd think that if you were at zero, we wouldn't be able to hear anything, but I think Pulse Audio is probably screwing in there. All right, you ready to go? Get the pick, sir. Are you ready to go? Yeah. Who'd you? Where'd you mail the picture to? Hello. Oh, I think I did Dan... Wait. Daniel S. Washko, Dan's23 at gmail.com. That's the one I have. Wait, that's not right. I didn't look. I just clicked on the one that said Daniel Washko. Do you want me to send it again? No, I can get it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alright, you ready to go? Are you listening to me? Are you ready to go? Yes. I said yes. No, I'm not hearing you, though. Well, you should be. Hearing me now? Yeah, hold on. G-H-I-J-K-L-M-N-O-P-U R S. Can I stop now? All right. Can you hear me? Yes. Say some say say some words. When you speak, those red those lips have to go red, or I won't be able to hear you. I know what they have to do, but you seem to not be able to hear me sometimes. Whenever, even if they do go red, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? That's all I hear you saying, and it's making my head hurt. I hate this mumble thing. It's so stupid sometimes. Is it the mumble thing that's making it do this, or the sound preferences of my? It's the sound. It's computer? the sound. All right, let's just go. We'll go with it. Let's start. You ready? Yes. Alright. You ready? Yep. Five, four, three, two, one.